Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mr. Villalobos. Yes, sir. How are we doing, brother? Pretty good for for Tuesday night. Yeah, we're recording on a Tuesday. That's uh, my fault, right? As the job, go have that. Sometimes you got to do extra work. Yeah. So sometimes you got to do the work of other people. This is true. This is true, buddy. Which, which sucks, but you know it is what it is. It was a weekend to remember. Talk. To me, sir, before I jump into my amazing weekend, let's talk yeah. about yours, <clears throat> which is going to be hilarious. I'm ready for it. Why well, is my weekend hilarious? Oh, it, I'm just ready for it. Go ahead. Tell the people, bro. Tell them what you got done. What? I don't know what I got done. You, You're putting me on the spot right now. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Go ahead. Tell them about your weekend. Uh, went to the movies. <clears throat> yeah. We went to the movies on Sunday. What yeah. about your Friday and Saturday? My Friday, I had band practice. Dope. Which is always fun. Always a good time. Uh, my Saturday, I didn't really do a, a whole lot Saturday. You lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what you're, that's what you're getting at. Exactly. Yeah. What okay, I'm that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had one of those type of weekends. Yeah. <clears throat> and this past weekend was not one of those. Okay. So we'll get to uh, our movie that we went to. Yeah. Go see. But Friday night, uh, met up with my fellas. Yeah. Had some wings and brews. Always good. Always good. Yeah. Uh, even had a, a couple of puffs of a cigar. Oh, where, where, where'd where you go for, for the wings and brews? But so uh, my buddy lives in South Charlotte. Okay. Uh, like the Ballantyne area. He mm. lives near uh, this place called, um, I don't want to mispronounce it. <clears throat> so let me get my English together. Yeah, yeah. D, D, Peckers. Okay. It's a wing joint. Fair. But we, it's such a small place. We did not eat in there. Uh, we ordered, took it back to his place, hung out on right. his uh, patio and 
I had some beers oh, and that, time. man. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. It was like 80 degrees out yeah, there. Yeah, it was bro. a real, real nice week. Oh, it was gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous, brother. So definitely enjoy that with the fellas. Uh, Saturday, my buddy John came down, and we met up with my good friend Lindsay, and we went to uh, Charlotte's Queen Cup. Oh, yeah. Which is the steeplechase. Okay, felt it's like, cool. I felt like I was with I the, I felt like I was with the one percenters. It's, it's like a horse race. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was betting on the ponies, man. Yeah? Even won a race. It's pretty relevant. Well, I... I, I mean, I hope I hope you didn't do the same same thing the, the guy did in this movie. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was actually kind of cool. It was just like yeah, a yeah. quick, like, raffle. You put right, 10 right. bucks in, you pull a number out. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it was super chill. <laughs> but, like, the whole time I was... When they were talking about, like, horse betting... Yeah. This was the... This movie that we're talking about this week, Lucky Number Slevin, um is what I was thinking in my head the entire time. Right. But it wasn't that like at all bad. You get your legs broken or something. Exactly. If you don't pony yeah. up the, the ten, 10 spot. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, the $10 made sure I had yeah. multiple of those. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue what I was in for. But, no, man, it was su- <laughs> but it was super cool, man. So, like, we had unlimited uh, food, unlimited booze. Oh, yeah, um, that's always awesome. We were, like, right there next Mm-hmm. to the ponies as they were flying by. Like, I have a video yeah. on the on the IG of them flying by me, man. It was super cool. Like, yeah. I felt the gust of wind. Yeah? Yeah, man. This, this was a good time, man. Uh, definitely would be back. Have you ever been to a race, like a NASCAR race, or any sort of race at the track at all? I've seen Days of Thunder. Yeah? I've also okay. seen the Talladega Nights. So that same thing you're thinking, like you felt when those horses came by, it's yeah. kind of the same feeling you get the first time those cars went by like 200 miles per hour. Real, so yeah. I, I think I've been, I've been to like a pole position or a pole night, yeah. something, whatever happens on Friday. That's like qualifying stuff. Yes. Not, not the I've full on that. deal. No, no. Yeah, I've been been there in the bleachers and in the suites. You seem more like a sweet guy. Oh, that's where it's, I don't ever want to go ever again. Caviar. Not being a sweet. Caviar. Never. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll just throw it everywhere. Yeah. He's like confetti. <laughs> yeah, we usually like confetti when we're up there because we don't have to pay for it. Dope. Uh, but, yeah, that it's the same kind of thing. Like, the first couple runs when they come by. Yeah. Pretty, pretty intense, yeah. Nice, intense nice, man. Yeah, we definitely got to get a bigger group to go ne- next year, man. It was definitely fun. Uh, shout out to uh, Victory Chevrolet. I'm not even oh. a Chevy guy, but shout out to Ooh. them for sponsoring the entire thing. So, v- very cool, man. Uh, we caught a quick movie. Yes. Well, not a quick movie, but we caught a movie on Sunday. Uh, fair statement, yeah. Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Not going to spend too much time on it. Yeah. We got it just... Just rolled around. So we'll but it, your quick it. thoughts. I I enjoyed it. I really liked it. Yeah. Um. With the other two and it all intertwining, you know, as these movies do, right? This was the Wizarding World movies. Uh, this one just kept me more involved. Yeah. Or these kept me more involved in like the Harry Potters and stuff like that. Uh, just fun. I mean. Nothing real childish, I guess. It's kind of looks feels like it's turned more towards like the uh, older older folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, definitely a good watch. Yeah, man. Um, definitely a good movie. Uh, I think Red Eddie Redmayne and some of the other cast are still uh, signed on to do a few more, mm-hmm. like seventeen or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, par for the course, right? Par for the course. But <laughs> they got five more to do to catch up to. To the Potters, yeah, right you know, now. you just got to streamline right into that. <laughs> um, you know, we're gonna keep doing this until Dumbledore's beard is down to the floor. So, uh, no, man, definitely a dope flick, great cast. Um, love, love, love Eddie Redmayne in this movie. In all of these movies, he mm-hmm. just has so much heart. Yeah. Um, and he's unapologetically honest in these. <laughs> um, but I will, I do want to say this, man, Jude Law. Just the coolest, smoothest dude, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, all you, the way to the end. Yo, if all you, just, if you just want to watch this movie just to see like Jude Law like act, you yeah. and just his movements, everything speaks just like sexy, cool. Oh yeah, bro, slick. You got the heat on the whole time. <laughs> yo, man, he's killing the game, bro. <laughs> he's killing the game. So, uh, Fantastic Beasts: Secrets of Dumbledore is out right now. Uh, you heard it from here, here from, uh, JV and Clyde, uh, highly recommend. Yes. Uh, I got one I saw this weekend that's relevant to our movie. Of Ooh, the week. talk to me. I, uh, watch Looper this weekend. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's been a, that's been a minute. So you've seen Looper before. Yeah. This mm-hmm. was like a, just a Netflix recommendation. I'm yeah. Like, oh, let me. Dude, Let me check that out again. One of my favorite directors, Rian Johnson. <laughs> one of my favorite actors, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah. With one of my favorite action stars, Bruce Willis. Uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt is in this movie. And your yes. boy, uh, Paul Dano. Dano is in the Dude, I mean, he's, Dano. He's not in it for a long time. But he's in it, though. But he's in it. He's in it, bro. Um, I highly recommend this. If you like Looper, you like JGL, uh, you like Rian Johnson. I don't know if you've watched Knives Out, but yes. <clears throat> you need to watch the JGL Ryan Johnson movie called Brick. Came okay. out before Looper. Fantastic. We'll, uh, we'll catch it. Fantastic. We'll catch it. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing trailers for Dashcam, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Last week's episode of Moon Knight and our Movie of the Week, Lucky Number Slip. Alright, JV. Talk about these trailers, man. Yeah, um, I'm just going to keep saying that we're not in the best season of trailers. I think it's about to pick up, though. I have yeah. a feeling. I have a feeling. They're, the trailers that are about to drop in the next few weeks a month, right. it's going to be dope. The last few weeks have kind of crept back up. Like, there was, a, there was a very low spot. <laughs> we were very low. There was a very, <laughs> a very low spot that it was like. All right, we're just we're just fishing now. Just at the bottom we're of the barrel. Yeah, we're just pulling this, the worms back up we had on our hook already. <laughs> uh, but the last few weeks, it's been picking back up. We're trying, yeah, man. Yeah, we're yeah. trying. I, we'll, <laughs> I promise to have some good trailers for you guys next week. But until then, we have dash cam. 
yeah, yeah. two friends on a horror fueled road trip and live stream the most terrifying night of their lives. Uh, just talk that to was, me, Javi. That was it. That that you said everything. Uh, the the trailer was just clips of just like screaming non, and non, stuff, nonsense. And and yeah, yeah. Just you know, we, we've we've seen the Blair Witch Project, right? <sighs> yeah, this we, is we, we've seen. Um, what was the alien one? <laughs> oh man, crap! It doesn't. It just. Matt Reeves directed. Who directed uh, the Batman? The Alien One, Steadicam, Alien yeah. One. Oh, it's like the Cloverfield. Cloverfield yeah, is the yeah. name of the movie. Yeah. And then we had it's a Tuesday Night Guy. Sorry. And then we had the the superhero one. Kind of was it Chronicle? Chronicle. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. we've had quite a few. Yeah, and those were probably better than this one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> From what I've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, we'll throw this on our trailer. Our, we'll throw this trailer yeah. on. It's Tuesday night, guys. I'm sorry. We will throw this trailer <laughs> on our socials and let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, will you be in the theater for Dash Cam? Will you even uh, sit on your couch to watch this movie? Well, uh, was it this one or the other one that's theater and streaming? This is theater and streaming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I might. I, I want to peek in at it. I want to see what it's about. You like do. about fifteen minutes, like we did Armageddon. Just, just, just curious, man. I just, just curious. We've had a lot of feedback on yeah. Armageddon. Yeah. We're not the only ones who have watched Armageddon. Okay, some people with some of our listeners yeah, yeah. tuned in for the first time, and some of our listeners said, "Dude, that is a dope movie." <laughs> it, it is. Uh, did you finish it, Armageddon? Yeah. No, I didn't. Well, yeah. I finished it, but I just zoomed. I was zooming through it. Gotcha. I didn't like watch every second of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, interesting. All right, let's move forward here. Bodies, bodies, bodies. When a group of rich 20-something-year-olds plan a hurricane party, didn't know that was a thing, at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in the fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. Right. So hurricane party. Did you look up what that is? I have no clue. Okay. No, I did not. I didn't look it up either. I just assume it's a, um, let's all get together while some bad stuff's going down or something. I don't know. Hurricane party is a social event hosted by people in the coastal United States who live in a hurricane alley between Maine and Texas. So yeah, when the so, hurricane's happening, people yeah. hunker down together. Right, right. Um, I don't think they cared that it was a hurricane, uh, cause they are just like in a, it's just the kids in their family mansion. Uh, so Pete Davidson's in this movie. The weird, talented, funny <laughs> Pete Davidson is in this movie. Correct. Oh, that might be the only reason I would turn it on. Uh, the trailer wasn't, uh. Too good. It was better than dash cam. So, but it's kind of, I don't know if it's like a real horror or if it's like that comedy horror. Yeah. Not really sure where it's going yet uh, with this one trailer. So like, it's funny, man. So we're both 35 and like the movie that spoke to our, our youth Uh was super bad. Like agreed. 
It spoke 100%. to our youth, right? One hundred percent. That was our movie of like our gener <laughs> of like our niche all, generation. Yeah, that thing's on repeat all the time. Always yes. And I there's a formula to these things. There was um the Breakfast Club, there was yeah, yeah. you know, all these movies growing up, Fairless Bueller's Day Off, right? That spoke to that like niche of like teen yeah. or young adult or whatever. And you have these movies who try to speak to that for mm-hmm. every generation. The sh- the TV show Euphoria does a really good job of that. And okay, culture. I haven't got to check that out yet. But it's a little weird. It's a little druggy, but I've it's, seen clips and stuff, and it's yeah, kind of like you said. But it speaks to it's supposed it's does a really good job of speaking to like today's youth. Right. I know I sound like a fifty five year old man right now, and I apologize. I mean, but sometimes I feel like that <laughs> when I get up in the morning, and I feel like this is what <laughs> bodies, bodies, bodies is trying to do. Yeah, yeah. it seems very youthful writers and directors and stuff and right. also like the commentary that they have here because they're just at a party correct but like my point is like i it was the the trailer didn't i couldn't connect yeah, yeah. i was too old for this trailer <laughs> yeah. for the, i feel like i'm too old for this movie and yeah, you know yeah. what for our younger listeners who enjoy stuff like that who can connect this is probably awesome for them right that's yeah. they speak the lingo they speak the language stuff like that um, we just do not, anymore, right, right, right. For that, us that was Seems, Michael, Sarah, and, J- and Jonah Hill. Yeah, and it's kind of like uh, on the, on the female side, right? It's a lot of. Seems like there's a lot of female humor. Yeah, going on in between the you know between the girls. Uh, then you got Pete, just kind of. It's just there. Just it does not seem relevant at the moment <laughs> in this trailer. It, he's just odd. Yeah. He's very odd, but he's like the only guy there, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think I saw any other guys in the trailer. Not in the trailer. I yeah. did not see any other guys in this trailer. So that tells me one, like, is he their age? Is he like the older brother? <laughs> is he like just hosting? Is it his mansion? Like, what's the deal? Is he playing Pete Davidson? You know, I have a, a lot of questions. So that's actually pretty funny. If he was <laughs> just Pete Davidson at a, at the rich party. Uh, yeah, that yeah. would be pretty fun. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so let us know what you think yeah. about bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, we'll throw this on our social media as well. Uh, will you be in the theater for this one? Check it out. The best episode to date. So good. Of Moon Knight. I watched it when it hit and I actually just watched it before the pod today. Nice. Cause I, just want to refresh on it, it's but it's just fresh. So it's fresh so, in your head. Just so good. It's just such a good episode. All right, talk to me about this uh, big ass talking hippopotamus. <laughs> you know this whole this these last four episodes have kind of got us here, right? I mean, they they led us directly to this episode, which is like fill in blanks. Yes, this, this episode is like filling in the questions we've had. You know. Like we were asking, you know, can Mark and Steven actually talk on a regular basis? We find out they've never had to, right? They've never met. They've never, yeah. I mean, they didn't know each other existed. Yeah. Within this last little bit, they've finally started communicating. So that kind of answered our question there. I mean, they don't know if they can or not either, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. we see trauma. We see all that stuff going on here, and so oh. much, so much. Uh, just why 
they are there, why they're in that situation where there's Mark and Steven. I want to give a bunch of stuff away. Uh, but we find that out. Yeah. Um, and we're just kind of leading into this last episode where I feel like they just, they're just going to throw a lot of stuff at us in this last episode. Like breakneck speed. Yeah. It's just right. going to kick off and it's not going <clears> to <throat> stop. And if that, and like, that's the normal Marvel thing. If they yeah. hold everything, they did it with WandaVision. Held everything close to the chest. Everything mm-hmm. was such a slow burn and an unraveling of yeah. the, of the uh, onion until you get to that last episode. The last episode was like, what the is going on here? But this one's been fast. Like, a lot's happened from the first episode to this one, and then this one just stops, and it's... It explains it's everything. going back and, yeah. and, and filling in the blank. Yeah, that's something. Like, we see everything happening... Yeah. We don't understand what's going on. Exactly. And then now we are in a place where we understand. Yeah, we basically know the majority of Mark and Steven, their exactly. backstory. Exactly. Um, I would I would like to see um, the other, like when he blacks out, mm-hmm. I would like to see that other side. Yeah, that's coming. I would love to that see that other side. <laughs> I want to see that because that, that seems like so much fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know, man. It, it this was just like so emotional, and it was like really, yeah. really tough to watch some of that stuff. Like, uh, and it not be like sad, you know? Like, yeah. sometimes you can watch some stuff and be like, okay, he's had a bad time or whatever. But this guy, he just lays it all out there for you. It makes you makes you feel really sad, like for this character. And, like, I guess the question is, like, when do you think, I know, I have an idea in my head. Okay. Where, where Marvel, you know, the MCU decided to create more emotional, depth characters who go through some shit. Mm-hmm. If you can guess. Yeah. I mean. It just, it, any, what whatever you think. I'm just, I'm just, we're just having I a mean, conversation. It, it, I think it really just kind of started with, like, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, you think it was that? I mean, the movies are fun, and but they don't, they really don't dig deep into, like, anything outside of the Avengers problems or okay. the superhero problems. But when you get into, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you'd start digging deeper into society. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they've hit on it here and there in the movies, but not, like, these series have really started. Okay. As far okay. as Marvel. So I am going to actually talk about a movie. Okay. And I'm going to say it was uh, Captain America Civil War. With that whole Tony Stark arc. In with Civil War? In Civil War with his, you know, him seeing the uh, lady in the beginning of that movie. Really emotional. Yeah. Um, him deciding to join the Accords. And then, like, you know, him thinking about his parents and then right. finding out that his parents died. His parents were not in an accident, but they were murdered. Right. Finding out that the dude is right here, that Steve knew <laughs> yeah. the entire... That was... Any, like, yeah, yeah. I, I went on... Like, usually we're on some bullshit with Tony. Yeah, but... We got to... We got some... Bo- hear me out. We got some motion <laughs> depth. So, moving forward, we got, like, Black Panther, which, like, yeah. that with his cousin and his dad yeah. and his uncle, emotional. Right. right, emotional damage. I don't know how to do that meme. Um, that gift, but the, <laughs> you but gotta the, have a 
I believe there's some. Yeah, you shouldn't. You probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's probably not good for me to do that. Uh, but if you could just put it in the post here, we, we can make it happen. Put it on the video. Um, but then it just carries, right? So yeah, it yeah. carries into what Wanda goes through and yeah. Infinity War. Um, it carries into WandaVision. Fal- like, catch yeah. up Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, Loki realizing that he's he's in a weird-ass world. I guess, I guess we're kind of talking about two different kinds of emotional situations. Gotcha. Because I feel like that's still like superhero stuff, kind of. Okay, I got what you mean. It's still... I got what you mean. And then you have like Mark and Steven, which are like deep emotional people. I got what you mean. I mean, the stuff with Tony and his parents, you know, that's still... Emotional, obviously, and it's not, you know, it's still parental stuff, all that, but it's still kind of like wrapped up in all the superhero stuff. I mean, I agree uh, with that. You got Bucky, who's a, you know, an old man, along with Steve Rogers, stuff like that. With, I mean, we're saying the same thing, but just looking at it, coming at it from two different, yeah, vantage points. I got you. Yeah, I got so you. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's true. They did have a lot of intertwining emotional stuff in those movies. And, and I, I like this MCU. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we can have our fun. But we also get to see... Aunt, know, May, Aunt May die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So, oh, no. <laughs> so wrapping up this episode, <laughs> man, we learn a lot backstory we see how he becomes moon knight yeah um and we see one we also see like who the actual real person is who the, who the made up who who he was born right. as yeah yeah right um so we find that out and at the end unfortunately i mean the episode comes out tomorrow we yep. lose one of them at least we think we do no. As of right now. Right. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Definitely check it out, guys. Uh, talk to us about Moon Knight, man. This Moon is Knight. one of our favorite shows that have dropped on uh, Disney Plus. So yeah. we, we get pretty excited about it. And then the next one comes out and we're like, yeah, this is our favorite one. Although I think the next one's, is it Miss Marvel? Yeah. So, yeah. So. Which like, I'm not excited about it right now. Right, right. But watch it be dope as hell, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> watch them be like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to watch it to watch it because yeah. I watch them all. And I'm going to be like, damn, this is actually yeah. like <laughs> my new favorite one. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we're going to get to lucky number 11. All right. <clears throat> Guys, this movie was released in the good year of 2006. Uh, a few movies that also came out that year. She's the man. The Prestige, great magician movie. Yeah, it's good. One. Employee of the Month, uh, Poseidon, Accepted, another Jonah Hill flick. Uh, ATL with my man T.I.N. Chris Breezy. Oh. I think Chris Breezy was in that movie. I know definitely T.I. was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Edward Norton magic movie that I loved, The Illusionist. Nice. That was a good movie as well. That had the beautiful Jessica <laughs> Biel. Uh, Employee of the Month, definitely uh, another one. That's a Dak Shepard one and Dane Cook, fantastic. Dak Shepard's in that? Yeah. 
I didn't know. I've seen that movie. I don't remember. No, that. Yeah, was it Jessica Simpson's that movie, right? Yeah. He's the the counterpart to Dane Cook. He's the one that's really good and fast at the cash register. His Dax. Dude, so when we talk about Dax Shepard, okay, um, I only remember him really from two movies. <laughs> okay. I always am going to remember him from The Judge. Because he just Fantastic. throws up. Yeah, yeah, all, all the time. And obviously without a paddle, his yeah. his first lick. But yeah, he's... But he's been in like... And obviously we've done a movie that he's starred in and directed. Yeah. But those are the two biggest roles that I can... I will remember him always. Yeah. That I don't have to like re- recall or anything. Right. So... Boy, the month was, was pretty good too. He had a big role in that one. Okay. Okay, so budget, $27 million. Oh, you're just going to jump We're over going, here. We're just going right into it. Right? All right. Was there? Did you need something else? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I thought you were done. I, I apologize. Because <laughs> we got no structure today. <laughs> Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, this movie is directed by Paul McEwen. <laughs> we got to tell him who's directed by, and is written by Jason uh, Smilovic. My my good. I think you're good now. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, budget. For this one, we had twenty-seven million. Box office brought in fifty-six point three mil. Starring in this movie, we have Josh Hartnett as Slevin Calevra, Bruce Willis as Mister Goodcat, Lucy Liu as Lindsay, Morgan Freeman as the boss, Ben Kingsley as the rabbi, and our man Stanley Tucci as Detective. Burkowski. The tooch. The, the tooch might need to go back here. Yeah. Right? Just, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, we'll get something for you. We'll get, we'll get you the hooked up. The tooch needs to go back here. Why don't, we, why don't we like bald, beautiful white guy, old white guys? I don't know, but we do, you know? Just all over the roof. Just all over the wall. Just, just bald, bald white man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Um, go ahead and give me a quick synopsis movie, man. I want to jump into this. All right. We also got one in this cast, Bruce Willis, too. Just FYI. Yes. So Slevin, Clevera, uh, gets caught up in a case of mistaken identity, uh, which puts him in the shoes of a gambler named Nick. Uh, he owes a couple of very powerful people money. And as we see as Slevin's story plays out, he seems to be in the middle of all this mess. You know, he's, he seems to be caught up in this chaos, doesn't know what's going on. Um, but we actually come to find out he's actually in control the whole time. Dude, yeah. And unfortunately, the Tooch dies. Yeah. Very unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to be the only one that survived, but nah. (laughs) Everybody gets it. Everybody. (laughs) All right, man. Let's jump right into these characters here. And off the top, we got Josh Hartnett as Slevin Calevra. Um... Dude, I, w- I will say this. During this time, came out in t- 2006, mm-hmm. I was probably the biggest Josh Hartnett fan. Oh, yeah? I wanted this guy to do everything. Right. Okay? This guy, this guy could have been Batman, could have been Superman, uh, could have been, like, just the greatest detective of all time, <laughs> could have been Sherlock Holmes. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Like, I just put this kid in movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's tall. He's good looking. You know, he has just a great voice. Um, He's just fantastic in this role. Yeah, just chill. Just kind of keeps you kind of, I I don't know if you'd say aloof, 
Yeah. Con? Yeah. Is that a good word? <clears throat> it's a very good word, right. actually. Yeah, it keeps you like that with his, the way he's talking, and it doesn't lead you to anything, right? He he's plays a very... Very, like, uh, he has no clue what's going on. He's yeah. just there. Right. Right? And you know the entire, like, you don't know the entire time, but it's as everything unfolds and unwinds. And this is the type, these are the type of movies yeah. that I love. Yeah, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. Nothing. Yes. Um about what's going on and you you just start learning more yeah, and yeah. more and more and more, right? But his character though, man, um, he is, like you said, very chill, but also very inquisitive as well. Mm-hmm. At least seems to be, right? Pl- and that part, he's right? playing a part right there, right? He kind of leans into this, even though he keeps saying that he's not Nick. Yeah. Nobody believes him the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's the point. Yeah. Right? Like, he's playing into everybody's hands. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He does a great job of doing that. Uh, we come to find out that he's, like, this, like, expert assassin. Like he's a super badass assassin who... Yeah. Trained by the best, right? Trained by the best, man. Like, when yeah. he took that first kill shot that we saw in camera... Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Where... Because you got to remember, like, I saw this in 20, 2006, and, like, it wasn't as easy for us to just know exactly what's going on. So right, we just right. went to go see the movie, right? Yeah. Um, And just that pinpoint accuracy and just the look on his face and how he was holding that pistol mm-hmm. took that shot. Like, oh, dude, he's a professional. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Yeah. Um, But then he has, like, a really cool side about him where, like, he is – liking this girl kind of getting involved. And, like, you see that's the real uh, Josh Hartnett's character, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, he's playing a part over here with the rabbi and the boss, the other guy, and their henchmen. But I think with uh, Lindsay, he's his real self. Yeah. And I think you can kind of see some cracks when she kind of asks him to dinner and stuff like that. And he's just, like, kind of thrown off because, like, that's not a part of the plan. Correct. Which we don't know. It looks like he's just kind of, it's just happening. Let's do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Good deal, man. We got Bruce Willis as Mr. Goodcat slash Smith. Talk to me, dude. So he's just kind of creeping around for a little while. He's creepy <laughs> as hell in this movie, dude. Yeah, he's just like, for the first hour and a half of the movie, he's just there for seconds. Like, yeah. Very quick conversation, and he's just back in the shadows being creepy. Uh, how about that stash though at the end of the flashback? <laughs> Yo, oh, <laughs> that stash though. Uh, uh, nineteen seventy nine, baby. Yeah, he he plays a big part in the whole plan, right? But we don't know. It's just it's just like he's kind of a a double agent, I guess you'd say. Yeah, he's this creepy assassin. Yeah. And he seems like he's the like the bad guy kind of of the whole movie. Yeah. Um but that he's working the angle. Yeah. Working the angles from both sides. Yeah, yeah. You knew something was up when you see him after Josh Hartnett's character, Slevin, leaves um the boss mm-hmm. and you see Mr. Good Goodcat, Smith or whatever you want to call him, yeah. come out of the at the side of they have a conversation. You're like, okay, well, he's probably going to kill Nick yeah. or do something weird. Yeah. Something's going to happen. 
But then when he does the same thing at the rabbi and comes out, yeah. all right, he's working both sides here. Yeah. He is definitely a double agent doing something. <laughs> and and the movie does a good job of keeping them keeping them in their places, right? I mean, yeah. even when uh, Slevin sees them, you know, he acts like, oh, my God, Scott can see me. He shouldn't see me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who Lindsay, when she takes his picture or whatever, he's like, oh, it's just some guy. I'm yeah. <laughs> so uh, that. Ne- never seen him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does a good job keeping him still looking like a outsider from the whole situation. It, it's a different Bruce Willis, though. And it's like Bruce Willis that, like, I enjoyed. Because Bruce Willis has a mouth on him. I mean, right. you watch the Die Hard movies. You watch anything that he does, right? Bruce Willis <laughs> has a mouth on him. He, he's gift of gab, big smile. Yeah. He's just got um, one of those voices. That one of those voices. That fills up the room. This movie, he is quiet. He is reserved. Um, He's a man of few words. Yeah. And, yeah. like. But I enjoyed it. It was creepy. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoyed it. Even though he's clean cut. He's, he's a very like shadow, professional. He looks very professional yeah. in everything that he does. But it's just that his demeanor just was really like off-putting. And yeah, I'm like. He's just like. Like he's just kind of like behind a little post. And he just like, speaks out. <laughs> All right, listeners. We're going to take a quick break. All right, JV. Real quick, man. I don't want to take too much of your time. Okay. Uh, but I want to discuss the great Jim Carrey for a second. You got a second? Yeah, I got a, a couple seconds. All right, dude. Yeah. So, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 just dropped. Oh, yeah. Got to still check it out. But I wanted to know your favorite Jim Carrey movie and favorite scene. I hear this is going to be his last movie. Wow. So, like... I think it's important as as fans, as comedy fans, as Jim Carrey fans, for us to go ahead and discuss that for a few moments, yeah. man. I mean, all the scenes are iconic in every movie, but what is your oh. favorite movie and favorite scene? You know, I think I just have to stick to one from, from childhood, man, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. That's it. I mean, every time, no matter what. So hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene from that movie is actually kind of two scenes. Okay, talk to back me. Back to back. When he sells the van, rolls up on the scooter, and he says, you know, just when I think you couldn't do something even dumber, you go and do something like this. And <laughs> totally redeem yourself. <laughs> and then when they're riding on the scooter in the ice. Dude, and so fantastic. <laughs> he's like, I got to pee. Just, just let it go. <laughs> so good. Oh, dude, I love that movie, man. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Well, uh, what about you? What's your favorite one? My favorite scene is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, when he's at the door of the parents of Ray Finkel <laughs> and quickly describes him because he has a shotgun to his face. Right. Right. And, you know, he does it in one breath and it's super fast. It ends with <laughs> one hell of a model American. <sighs> right. <laughs> right. It's just like you yeah. see like the early acting, you see the yeah. early comedy chops that this guy has. Right. And that he gives it everything that he has in every scene. Yeah. This is a really dope, funny scene that I'll never forget, man. Um, my favorite movie of his is actually going to be The Truman Show, which is a different Jim Carrey movie. Yes. Yeah. He plays a real guy in this in a really awkward, weird situation. Yeah. Um, and he, I love that he did not put the comedy first. The drama yeah. was there before anything, right? And he just let the comedy be very natural. Oh, he, yeah. he didn't over try. 
fucking overact or anything of that nature. Yeah. Um, I just love this movie, man. And this Jim Carrey performance should have won an Oscar for this. Awesome, man. Uh, listeners, you guys can send us a little something on our social media, letting us know your thoughts and your favorite moments on the legendary Jim Carrey. So check out our link tree in the description and visit our social medias from there. All right. We have uh, Lucy Liu as Lindsay. Uh, she is uh, Nick's neighbor, mm-hmm. and she finds Josh Hartnett's character, Slevin, oh, yeah. in that apartment, and his whole backstory that he is Nick's friend, and yeah. Nick called him, and obviously he's playing a part. He's lying to her. She's just being nosy. She's being nosy. She's she just wants a cup of sugar. Yeah, yeah. Can I get a cup of sugar? <laughs> and that's how it kind of starts, but then it yeah. quickly... I... I <laughs> I, I love this movie. I wonder if like that's real. You know what I mean? Like do do, do conversations like that really just like erupt and, and go off like yeah, that? You know, 2000, 2006 was a different time. It was man. a different time, brother. <laughs> it's a, a lot different time. Uh, yeah, it, it pops off real fast. I mean. When they become really close and they start trying to figure out what's going on with Nick, where's yeah. Nick at? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's in it. She, yeah, she takes no time to just like <laughs> throw herself into this situation. Like, <laughs> I think he's missing. Like, yeah, like right off the bat, something's wrong. <laughs> we gotta figure this out. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And then years later, she plays um, uh, Sherlock Holmes' uh, partner in the show Elementary. So it yeah. all just works <laughs> full circle. Good job, Lucy Liu. She she was a good time in this movie. She was fun, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was fun. She was inquisitive. I liked. That they gave her all that knowledge of all the Bond films, like Woman <laughs> After My Heart, right there, bro. Woman After My Heart. Okay, <laughs> I think she just happens to be the coroner, right? Yeah, that's that's lucky. Lucky number eleven. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, all, it all goes back around, right? <laughs> so yeah, so she is the coroner in this movie. It just so happens that that is her um, career choice, or what she does here yeah um but i really like her in this role man like they give her a lot of great lines and great yeah. character development man i will s- say this from like our top like five or six top build here even on down like Corey stalls in this movie such character development man like mm. these characters were just rich and that's what i like about this movie morgan freeman as the boss talk to me brother Morgan Freeman was Morgan Freeman. Damn right. Give me that uh, voice. Yeah, that's it. That's all he needs. He just, <clears throat> he's in the office. He doesn't ever leave that office. He's just sitting or standing and talking. That's all. That's that's what the man gets paid the big bucks for, right? Yeah, so he's he's really emotional right now because his son was yeah. murdered. Okay. And he knows up and down that it was the rabbi and the rabbi's team who killed his son. So he wants to kill the rabbi's son. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where it kind of hashes the plan of um, him getting Nick to Nick Slevin's <laughs> mistaken <laughs> identity to uh, kill the rabbi's son. Yeah. Right. I will say you ha- this is a movie that you have to follow. You can't play Candy Crush while watching this movie, yep. right? Because it is 
I'm not going to say that it's convoluted. Convoluted means like there's a lot and it doesn't make any sense. Right. Everything in this movie makes sense. You just got to, you just got to stay in it. That's, that's the hard part. That is the hard part for 2022. Yeah. Cause it's hard for us to stay focused, especially if we're on our couch. Yeah. It's a lot easier if I'm in the movie theater. Right. I, right. I paid for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going yeah, yeah. to know what this movie is, but uh, dude, I have candy crush right there. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And, and honestly for me, like, it was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. Not because I wasn't watching it, just because there's so much dialogue you got to oh, follow. Dude. So much dialogue you got to follow. And if you miss some, like, yeah. 10 minutes later, you're like, 1,000%. Uh, okay. 1,000%. Because <laughs> um, I, I missed, like, a little piece of it. I just didn't catch. Um, I guess... When they were kind of going through the books. Yeah. Like, I didn't quite put that together that they used the two books to, yep. to find uh, Nick and yep. all that stuff. So I went back and I was like, what What did I miss here? And, yeah, it's just hard for some of these movies that it, are dialogue heavy. It is definitely hard, man. And that's what makes it so, like, in my opinion, there's, there's good ways to do it and there's bad ways yeah. to do it. In this way, it was... It wasn't just a word vomit. Like everything yeah. had a purpose. Everything had a meaning in this movie. Yeah. Right? And then the fact that you were able to rewind it and, and like put the pieces together. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even going back to something where yeah. even that emotional toll for Morgan yeah. Freeman's the boss character, like his son dying, even yeah. call, even calling that back and right. him and the rabbi finally being together yeah. and, and that, having that conversation. And that right? wasn't the movie's fault. That was more my brain's fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's there. But you are the average, like me and you are the average movie watchers, yeah. right? moviegoers. And yeah, because of this now, we are maybe a little above average, but we still take the approach of the average movie watcher yeah, and viewer. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're watching it for a little more of a purpose than just like putting something on. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a windy road <laughs> to, get to, to get to the end of it. But the payoff is just so. Oh, yeah. yeah Chef's we'll, kiss, we'll, we'll man. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> we got Ben Kingsley as the rabbi. Um, and he is the other big uh, Bob boss in New York. Yep. We have the boss who is the uh, black mob boss. We got the rabbi who is the Jewish mob boss. Right. And it's Ben Kingsley, man. It's Sir Ben Kingsley. What can this man not do, right? He does it all. Right. Marvel movies. Uh, he plays Gandhi. He plays the rabbi in this, man. He does it all, brother, okay? Yeah. And he does it fantastically. Um, really liked him. I liked his voice in this, man. Mm-hmm. Very strong voice. And every time he spoke, it was it was like he, it was like he's like, all right, I'm matched up against Morgan Freeman, who is a natural at this. Natural yeah. at this voice and commanding, mm-hmm. I got to bring it as well. And he right. does. Thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed that, man. Um, but he does everything in his power to protect his son because he knows that the boss's kid died. Yeah. Um, not in, And I love it in the movie. They don't talk about that he did it or did not do it. It was just that it's a known fact. Yeah. Yep. But he does everything in his power to protect his kid. Um. So I thought that was really interesting and really fun. Also, they're just putting like it's Smith in the background or Good Cat in the background putting 
the pieces together and having oh, yeah. Nick Slevin in there, man. So like it's like like you said, there's a lot of slices to this. A lot of this is big onion, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot going on here. Let's talk about him, bro. Legendary, yeah, the Tooch. <laughs> I love him. Tooch. I like. I loved him in this role because I did not expect that. Yeah. Um, I didn't look at the cast or anything before I watched this movie. Good. So, remember I, the, the little video clip I sent you? Yeah. Yeah, that was before we watched this movie. I didn't know he was in this movie. It was just fun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he just kind of pops in, uh, but just strong right off the bat. Uh, really holds his, uh, his position, I guess you could say, through the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know he's like in command. He's the one that's leading this thing. He never kind of falls behind anybody else. Uh, but it's funny, like with the Lindsay character, because they know each other, and then somehow they never actually find out each other's involved with any of this. Well, she knows, but yeah, he, does, he doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he does a good job of, of being that detective, being that commander. Yeah, I feel like, and you don't know the entire time. Like it just doesn't. Uh, there's no draw. That's the one thing that there was no pieces. No, you right? had no clue. You know that the traumatic incident in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of parts. There was a lot of there's a lot of moving parts with that traumatic incident. Yeah. What you did not know though is, you know, who was involved with that. Yeah, and that was. Such a dude, this little nugget that was just hanging there, right? <laughs> just a little like I can feel like the storyboard was yeah. like happening, and they were like, "This will be dope. Let's bring yeah, yeah, this yeah. here and plug <laughs> this in." And oh, now it's a perfect yeah. movie, right? And I feel like that was just beautiful there, man. Yeah, good, good, uh, full circle. But he was really cool, man. I, I like because he he played very well against uh, Josh Hartnick's. Slevin, mm-hmm. right? Wanted to know information. Played the good cop, <laughs> bad cop. Played all the cops. Yeah, I just loved it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so you also think like, was it? Is he still on payroll somewhere? Or is he a straight cop? What's going right. on now? Yeah, yeah. Right? What's going matter now? Right? right. No, it, it does now. not matter. <laughs> Somebody got a pay raise somewhere now. <laughs> Let's talk about man. And this movie is a really good for this topic, man. Just the. The sets, the look, and the feel yeah. of this movie, man. Right, two thousand and five. This had a really cool look of one of just New York, right? Right, the city and everything. But I like. I'm not gonna say it's the effects, but I guess mm. the the filter, the filter of this movie, right? Yeah, it it brought it. It was something different. It wasn't quite. Like a darkness, but it wasn't a light. It, it was wasn't like, clean. It, yeah, it was just it was in the middle, kind of dirty. Like you say, uh, it was cool. You know, they had them uh, showing them like in two buildings, right? Yeah, and the buildings are faced like the two bosses are just looking at each other out the window. <laughs> they even say at the end, like you know, I've been you know trapped inside that building yeah. for two decades. Yeah, you know. From myself, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. solitary confinement and stuff like that. And I love how they kept going back to that as well, just showing the two mm-hmm. hierarchy of mobsters in the city. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, I love the look and feel of this movie, man. One other thing I want to talk about is Josh Hartnett was dressed dope as hell in this movie, bro. <laughs> like 
yo. Man, my man wore a towel for the first twenty minutes and looked and, and pulled it off. I mean, I don't know how that towel but had stayed on, but and pulled it off, bro. A low rise towel for a long time. <laughs> he has some Abercrombie and Fitch low rise yeah, towel yeah. on, bro. I don't know how. Oh yeah. But when he finally put clothes on, yeah. man, um, he looked sharp. Everybody actually, bro, like, yeah, this, is, right. this is what I love about movies like this, man. Um, and Christopher, Christopher Nolan's a big proponent of it. Mind you, uh, before Christian Bale, uh, Christian Nolan wanted Josh Hartnick as Bruce Wayne, mm. by the way. Um, okay. But he didn't want to play a superhero or anybody at that time. Yeah, big mistake. Um because Christian Bale's like one of the biggest movie stars in the world now. But that's beside the point, though. all kinds of, you're all kinds um, of yeah. characters now. <laughs> but um, uh, Christopher Nolan's a big proponent of guys in suits. If you look mm-hmm. at all of his movies, he likes men in suits, men in dark suits. Um, this movie was the same exact yeah. thing. Put guys in really dope-looking suits, man. It was Josh <laughs> yeah. Hartnett, right? It was Good Cat. It was the boss, the rabbi, all the henchmen, man. Everything. Everybody yep. was dressed to the nine. That brought an aesthetic to this movie that I really enjoyed, right? Nobody yeah. was lazy. Nobody it, was boring. It brought in that kind of uh, gangster, gangster. Uh, that old school, that Godfather yeah, type, yeah. type gangster movie. You know yep. what I mean? An old school like Italian, and I really enjoyed that, that they kept that kind of style. Even yeah. the even the Jewish guys, <laughs> um, Saul and the Mute, like even they. Even they had their they, threads. They had their threads, bro. Yeah, the threads they, were they, nice, right? <laughs> yeah, everybody was dressed. Yep. <laughs> And then, uh, just real, real quick, man, the the music kept me entertained, right? The music kept the flow of this movie, mm-hmm. and it kept you guessing. Just like, for an example, the scene where my man is, when they're unraveling everything at the end. Yeah. And you still want to know, like, how those people in the beginning died. Right. And then you just see kind of like the, he's on that rise or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the music just... Chugging, he's just yeah. chugging and chugging and chugging away, and then he just takes a shot, and it's him. And you're like, "Oh, okay, good, good cat. You're just all over the damn place, yeah, ain't yeah. you?" <laughs> he's, been, he's been doing all kinds of work. Just bodies, dude. Bodies, bodies, <laughs> bodies. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good deal, man. Good deal. All right, man. So a quick theme about this, man. Um, this movie. Revenge is a dish served best cold. I don't know. <laughs> Did I say that right? I have no clue. You're so close. No. You're so close. Oh, I was? I said yeah. it wrong? What is it? It's uh, revenge is a dish best served cold. Revenge. I think. A dish best served cold. Yes. I think you said served best cold. or You yeah. said something like two words backward. I don't know. Vengeance is often not is uh, vengeance is often more satisfying if it's not exacted immediately. Yeah, yeah. And this was, and it was a big surprise. Years in the making. Oh, dude, he wanted to gloat. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Basically, at the end, um, we you know we talked about how the rabbi and the boss are in these two buildings where they look at each other and they're miles apart, not miles apart, but blocks apart, and they, but they yeah. can see each other. Um, at least looking through the windows and everything. Uh, Josh Hartnett Slevin puts them in the same room. Yep. And they have it out. And the entire time you find out this unraveling that Slevin 
had a plan. He's been in control the entire time. Yeah. Um, I even loved how <laughs> I even how the rabbi was like, dude, whatever they're paying you, I'll double or triple yeah, it. Yeah. He goes, I'm doing this myself. Yeah. I'm in control. And at that point, they were just like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. We're effed. <laughs> so yeah, man, like a revenge is a dish best served cold. I said it right that time. Yes. Um <laughs> and he took his time. Yeah. That was the beauty of this movie, man. Just yeah. the, the whole plan from start to finish. Loved it. All right, guys. So that is our conversation about Lucky Number Eleven, Javi. This was your first watch for this movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Talk to me, brother. What are your thoughts and ratings? A uh, couple things. Yeah. Very, very long beginning of this movie. Yeah. It's. It's good, but it's that, like we said, that dialogue-heavy stuff mm-hmm. that sometimes it's hard to sit through. You got to figure out what a Kansas City shuffle is, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we had to lead on the whole time. And you're right. That's exactly what you kind of, the whole movie is about. Um, it's a good movie. Everybody's really good, and all the actors are great. Uh, like I said, that, that initial start to, like, really piece the puzzle together. It was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. It t- it took a while, but once it twists, it really like takes off real fast. Yeah. Um, my uh, my rating on this one's going to be three out of five buckets. Okay. Um, I think this is more of a of a Clyde loves movie than Javier loves the movie. You damn right it is. <laughs> but it was a great. It was a great. Movie. Yeah, man. Uh, what about you, man? This is in like the top ten for me, man. Oh yeah, like top ten, top fifteen, bro. I was trying to do the, I was trying to do the list late last right. night to figure out like where it is because I wanted to actually pinpoint it. Yeah, um, it might be in the top twelve. Like yeah. to break it down, man. And I know we've me. talked about this before. For me, it's like that pop, like the the puzzle's done. Yeah, it's hard for me to go back and enjoy it even more again. Gotcha. When I, when I know the puzzle, then the puzzle. Yeah. And you know the funny thing about that, yeah. right? Like, yeah, the puzzle's done, but enjoying the ride, yeah, and enjoying the the character development again. Like, yeah. we have rich characters here, and just seeing that on screen is what I just love to re- rewatch. Yeah. I can't say much. I like to rewatch. Uh, I said Employee of the Month, so <laughs> you know that's my thing. I guess hey, hey. <laughs> golden comedy right there. <laughs> Uh, man, this one gets four buckets of popcorn. For awesome, me, man. man. Yeah, this is this is definitely uh, a movie that I just fell in love with after yeah. the first watch. Um, just some rich characters, some great acting, uh, the plot, even though a little uh, long in the tooth at times. Yeah. The payoff is just beautiful, man. That it payoff really is. is just Chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to my wife about it. And I'm like, this is. A long, a long, uh, long beginning of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> what is it going to flip? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then when it does flip, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Give me uh, four buckets of popcorn oh, for yeah. this one. Definitely rewatchable. 
All right, team. Uh, we kind of want to do something new around here, uh, something fresh, right? right. Um, we talk about trailers, we talk about movies, we talk about our favorite, usually Marvel TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, it. that's it. We don't talk any other TV show. We need to, though. We need to expand. Um, we probably won't, so but, good but we need to, though. Um, one's just got to slip in, though. We got to get one to slip in, yeah. and we'll, we'll figure it out from there. Outer Range with Josh Brolin's actually really good. Now, there is there is quite a few shows that are dropping seasons Right here around the corner that we'll probably talk about a bunch of. Let's go. Yeah. But guys, we want to talk uh, some movie news for you, okay? Uh, so this is a new uh, maybe segment that we're thinking about adding. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. So we've got three subjects here. Man. We're going to start out with Margot Robbie in the Barbie movie. Talk to me, Javier. Did you read anything about the plot at all? It's wild. Um. I don't, I don't know what to expect. Like, so, so she's from from what I read. Like, this little article was like she's exiled from Barbie Land. Is that what you read? That's exactly what I read. Um, so she's gonna have to figure out how to be just a a normie like the rest of us. We're normies. I mean, she's Barbie. I mean, how, how's she gonna fit in? I don't understand. I don't understand how it's gonna work. <laughs> I think it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> uh, uh, she'll, you know, she'll do her thing as she always does. Uh, hopefully, bring it, bring it around to a good portrayal that we enjoy, not just something super goofy. Yeah, guess, you know. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, the first image is her in her, you know, um, classic pink convertible. Oh yeah. And it's the beautifully talented Margot Robbie. Yep. Will this be a good movie? Um, she's going to, she's going to be fantastic herself, like acting. Yeah. Okay? Like yeah. Margot Robbie brings it in everything. Um, so we'll definitely get that from her. The plot point, as far as being kicked out of Barbie Land and having to live normal life and everything. We'll see, man. Yeah. It's, it's been the, the fish out of water has been done before. Yeah. Um, all, all, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All so the many time. times. Um, but will it work here with this? It's, you know, I don't know if they're trying to do like a Mattel universe. Who knows? Everybody's trying to do universes <laughs> yeah. now, right? <laughs> Mattel so we'll universe. See. Oh, my God. <laughs> so who knows? That now? would be wild. <laughs> this is like, this is the Iron Man for the yeah. Mattel universe, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, so we'll t- I'll throw this on our, our socials and everything so you guys can talk about this. But, yeah, we have an upcoming Barbie movie. Hopefully so. a, do, do we know when about that's upcoming? I think 2023. Okay, so we should be seeing some trailers coming. Yeah. Coming towards the end of the year for that. Cool. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Um, Got some bad news here, right? We're not going to always bring you good news. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 is pushed back to 2023. We're supposed to get that later on this year. Um, there's still going to be two parts, yeah. so we're going to get Part 1 and Part 2. Um, don't know if they're going to push back Part 2 yet, probably, but Push yeah. back like eight months, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Something like that? Yeah, but we're going to definitely get these movies uh, later than expected, unfortunately, so... Yeah. 
do you know if they're behind or is it just they want to just not? I think I think what it was, man, is some changes or something. So studios like have set dates for certain releases, right? So yeah. big tent pole releases, they do it in they do it in different subjects. So they have their uh, rated R movies. Yeah, they have their biggest section, which is PG thirteen. Then they have their PG, and then they have their G, right? So mm-hmm. and they have these set dates throughout the year about when these drop. Mm-hmm. The big budget comic book type big draw movies is always going to be normally uh, the summertime. Yeah. Or Christmas. Fair. Those are the, the two biggest draws for those. Um, no, I love, love a Christmas. Thing. I love a Christmas movie. Like, and I, and I call them Christmas movies. I just love going to the movies on Christmas yeah. day. It's my favorite. Thing. I just love a, a movie that has Christmas in it. Has doesn't have to do anything with Christmas. <laughs> as long as there's some decorations and some music. Fantastic. Hawkeye favorite. That's awesome. Love Let's it. go. <laughs> but we um, but yeah, this one's getting uh put pushed back there, and mm-hmm. I think it, they just weren't expecting, and I don't know why. I don't know why Sony was not expecting this, but I don't think they were expecting, uh, No Way Home mm-hmm. to still be crushing it right. the way that it's doing. Gotcha. Okay, I don't think so. You don't want to stack things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then you got just everything else this year but it also all got pushed back like i guess it's more of a domino effect at this time yeah you know with everything everything losing time and being pushed back and that's what studios do yeah all right guys um last thing we want to talk about here is um good god years in the making Years. Years, guys. James Cameron's Avatar came out in <laughs> 2009, okay? Yeah. We're getting, unless it's pushed back, we're getting James Cameron's uh, Avatar sequel. It feels like this thing should already had like two movies out already, right? At least. Yeah, yeah. At least, man. The cool thing, okay, so it's titled uh, James. It's called Avatar: The Way of the Water, and that's going to be the sequel. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to come out Christmas of this year. We have the title. I like the title. I don't know what the way of the water means. There was no hint of anything water related in the first movie. No. Um, they were they're in a tree. They're in a tree most of the time. <laughs> in a floating trees at that. <laughs> it was floating in water. Like they weren't like floating in water. They were just in the air. Yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting. Um um I, I assume it has something to do with like what the concept of it is is where they got to like leave their home and go somewhere else, yeah, right? Yeah. Whatever that is the cause of that is something to do with water. Something to do with water. But man, so many years. It's been a even the actors were commenting on that. They're like, yeah, we're doing a sequel now. And it was like, I'm so much older. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Worthington is not a young man anymore, right? <laughs> right. I think he was already talking about, like, pushing that when he did the first one. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So, so the thing with James Cameron, right, and if you've seen any of, of his movies, if you've not seen Titanic, you've been living under a rock your entire life, watch Titanic, 1997. <laughs> um, he has to have the best visual effects. Yeah. The Abyss, uh, Terminator, Terminator 2, Avatar. 
he kept on saying, he kept on saying, I've always had the idea for Avatar, like even like in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, technology's not there yet. Technology's not there That's yet. Crazy. Technology's not there yet. To that 2008, nine rolls around, technology's there. Let's do this yeah. movie. What he wanted to do for the sequel, same exact thing. Technology's not there right. yet. But we have, we have uh, all these Marvel movies. We have <laughs> Superman fighting Zod in the middle of the air. We have all yeah. this. And James Cameron's looking at that being like, yeah, the technology's just yeah. not there for what I want to do. Yeah, because he wants to do like big IMAX type thing, right? He wants to do the biggest, most beautiful movie on the planet. Yeah. And that's what Avatar was back in oh, 2009. Yeah. Agreed. Avatar was gorgeous. Agreed. And so the sequel comes finally yeah. this year, unless he pushes back because technology's still not there yet for the thirty years. Um, <laughs> we finally got this movie, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Avatar video game as well. And I'm sorry, what? Avatar video game. We're getting an Avatar video game. Oh yeah, like an open world Avatar game. I'm gonna be a nine foot blue guy. Yeah. Ooh. Like ride dragons and all Ooh. that good stuff. Yeah. All right. Take a peek at that. I'm not sure when that comes out, but that is, I think it's another one of those things that have been like, yeah, it's coming out pretty soon. Just never said when it's supposed to be. It may not be real. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it may be fake news. But now we're our first news segment, we're sharing fake, fake news. news. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a real thing. It just doesn't have a, like a proper release yet. Gotcha. <laughs> subscribing to this week's episode talking through lucky number 11 next week we'll be discussing bridge of terabithia and that's streaming on amazon prime i am clyde smith and you can find me on twitter and instagram as i am clyde d smith i'm javier villalobos you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr j 8200 thanks guys appreciate it Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.